Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another very special edition of Ignite Radio Live on this very holy virtual eve of Christmas, uh, the last week of Advent 2016. If you haven't been in the game, you still can be. You know, it, God still wants us to anticipate a manifestation, an outpouring of his grace in this season. And so it may be a little interesting tonight in our special program that we're going to take you back a couple months to a very special event that took place here uh, in this area called a blaze. Well, a blaze is taken from that passage in Luke 12, 49, where Jesus says, I came to set the world on fire. And how I wish it were already ablaze. And so that event ablaze we have is to simply open the door to the fullness of what our Catholic Church teaches of the power of his Holy Spirit working through us. That's what Christmas is about. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And not simply 2,000 years ago, but Jesus said, I'll be with you to the end of the age, that he is still with us and he's still wanting to work powerfully through us, that we are his hands. In spite of our imperfection, that if we avail our hearts to him, that he will work powerfully through us. So that should be right out of the gates before we go to Father Matthias's stage-setting talk and literally almost uncut, uncensored. We're just going to let you listen to the beauty of the healing that takes place because over 10 people physically were healed that evening from some very um, significant maladies. And you're going to hear them give testimonies in the context of this, um, of this healing, worship, outpouring of the Holy Spirit event that we call a blaze. So um, we invite you to just be attuned to the fact also that, well, it's a, if you will, a replay of something two months ago, the very same Holy Spirit is with you and is with me tonight. So if you're interested in more about this, we just really encourage you to check it out at setablaze.eventbrite.com. Setablaze.eventbrite.com, where you can find out when the next ablaze is taking place. And of course, we do encourage you to, to still give and receive the great gift of presence for Christmas. P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Make that time with family and friends this week. I challenge you, set aside 45 minutes. Go to massimpact.us. Download either the family version or the group version and spend that time talking and praying as a family. It is such a tremendous gift for us to discover God alive in our relationships. So with no further ado, we do wish you a profound blessing of Christ's great love in this Christmas season. And even as you're listening with us tonight, that you open your hearts, open your minds um, to let, let the Spirit speak to you and make you aware of the precious, priceless vessel and instrument that he's made you to be, to be his love, his healing hands in the world around us. God bless. Give us, Lord, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Speak to our hearts. Jesus, we believe that you have more than we can ask for or even imagine. But Lord, some of us have held you in a box. Some of us have prevented you from being Lord because we don't want to let go of control. We don't want to let your love have its way in our hearts. Well, Lord, right now, in your loving presence, we lay it all down. Tonight, Lord, we give you permission to shatter the box that we have placed you in. We give you permission to show us your glory. We give you permission to be Lord. 
name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, drive out anything that is not of you. Let your anointing come upon us now. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. My brothers and sisters, it's why we're here. I was praying this evening, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want your people to know? Tell them that I'm alive and I'm still working in their midst. Tonight we have an opportunity as God's people to enter into his presence and to praise him as we've already done. And we're going to be praying for healing. I want to just tell you a little bit about myself and kind of how I got into this because I think it's important to understand that this is something that God is sovereignly doing in the church. Some of us at Sacred Heart Major Seminary uh, decided to go out and to do some street evangelization downtown Detroit. And as we're encountering some people, we had some people asking for money. We had some people, you know, that don't want to talk to us, that didn't want to talk to us. And then we found a woman who, according to her story, was just released from jail. She just came out of jail and she was asking for money. And I remember there wasn't something right with this woman. She looked kind of strange. And then we, and we started talking to her. She couldn't really see us. It turned out the woman was almost blind, completely blind. She, we, she had to get very close to us in order to, to talk with us. And so we felt bad for her. So what do we do? We took her out to dinner. It was cold evening, so we were out to dinner. And we were just saying, well, whatever you want, we'll, we'll buy you. She was really hungry and it was very clear. She was very, very skinny. And so we just said, yeah, we'll buy you. And I remember her looking at the menu. She was like this. She's looking. She's like, I, I, I think I'll have, what, what is, and she was literally, she couldn't read. So she was mostly blind. And at this point, I'm feeling really bad because this is the first time we went downtown to evangelize and to share the gospel. And so um, what we ended up doing after the evening, we had some incredible encounters. I don't have time to get into all this, but we ended up leading her to the church to pray with her. We didn't ask whether she was Christian. We didn't ask whether or not she wanted prayer. We said, let's just kneel right here. We're just going to place ourselves at the foot of Jesus. So it was this beautiful church. We knelt right at the front. And um, my friend went to the bathroom. We went two by two, trying to follow scripture, right? And she's kneeling there. And I look up at the cross and, and I just like, Jesus, please heal her. And I did a little sign of the cross on her back of her head. Because I, I just, can, can, I, can I pray over you, you know? Say, please heal her. And I did that sign of the cross. And as soon as I did that, she did this. What'd you just do? What'd you just do? I'm like, like what? He's like, what, what? She said, what'd you do? I was, and I was just praying for you. Like, I was thinking, like, calm down. It's okay. And she's like, what were you praying for? I'm like, I'm just praying for you. And I was, what were you praying for? I said, so that you could see. And she's like, right, I felt electricity from your thumb all or from your fingers all over your eyes. And like she was, she was like doing this. She was like trying to like something was going on with her eyes. She felt something happening in her eyes. She felt this electricity. And she's like, man, are you some healer? What is this? You know, and so she was walking away. By the time we get to our car, she starts screaming. I can see, I can see. She's going nuts. She goes to the store, is reading labels of food labels like this far away, and she's going crazy. My friend's like, what is going on? I tell you what, do you know who did not believe that healing? Me. Because I, I literally didn't believe it. I had never seen anything like that before. But out of compassion, I prayed for her, and God showed up. 
because I believe the lie that was hap- that basically is passed on through all church te- or not church teaching through kind of like this this uh, the sense that we have in the in the church the healing only happens in very rare circumstances. It doesn't really happen anymore. It happened a lot in the New Testament, but really it's kind of been dying off and it only happens once in a great while. And it only happens for those who are holy. Anyone who knew me, I was not holy. I am not holy. So I remember thinking to myself, is this real or not? But I kept pursuing it. I know God, you're stronger than me and you're more loving than me. If you want to heal your people, you will do it. And so some of the seminarians, we started growing in confidence and praying with people that prophetic words were real. Words of wisdom were real. Everything about the renewal was real. See, I didn't grow up in the renewal at all. And so I began to realize that this stuff is real and that God wants to manifest himself through us. And so as I started going, I started discovering, as I started praying with people that God had given me, like this, this great desire to pray for those who are sick. But I want to say to you, this isn't about me. God, in his mysterious will, is manifesting himself through signs and wonders. Why? Because of what Jesus says in the gospel. He commands his disciples to proclaim the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. That means it is not something that happened in the past And it's not something primarily concerned about the future, that the kingdom of God is at hand. And as Jesus wanted to proclaim that God is a loving father, that the reign of God, who is love, is at hand, and this reign forces a decision upon you whether or not you want to live with God forever and whether or not you want to enter into relationship with him, that is a choice. But Jesus didn't go around debating people with philosophy. Yes, he had a definite content to his preaching that God is love. Here is what the kingdom of God is like. Here who's the, here's who the Father is like. Here is why you have to say no to sin because sin is destroying you. But that proclamation was accompanied by signs, wonders, and healings. The healings were signs of the very thing that he did. And one of the reasons that we see people coming to Jesus in the New Testament is because of the science he was doing. They drew people to hear the message of the kingdom, and they demonstrated that message. They expressed the very message. So when Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God has broken into time and it is here, he demonstrates that very truth. So that in Jesus' preaching, the very kingdom of God comes and people are set free and they're healed of their sicknesses and their diseases. And so the truth is, is that signs point us to where? The kingdom of God. That when God sets people free from evil spirits and deliverance, that sign is a making present of what all of us will have in heaven. We will be free from all evil. We'll be free from all sickness and disease. That's what the sign of healing is all about. And so when I, when I preach about the, the kingdom of God, when I preach about Jesus being present in the preaching of the gospel, I'm preaching about a God who loves us so much that he would send his son to bring us back to him because sin had, had, had alienated us from him. And when the signs are present with that very proclamation, they, co- they come as a kind of proof that Jesus is truly here. And we have a choice to accept that new life that Jesus offers us or to reject it. 
signs that make it very clear that his presence is among us. So when I often do healing services, I'm not doing the, the full preaching tonight, but when I often do healing services, I often say something like this. Tonight, it doesn't matter who is, he, is healed. Some of you might take issue with that. Well, what does it mean it doesn't matter? I'm coming, I'm sick, I got all these different things going on. What do you mean it doesn't matter that I'm healed? I said, in, a, in one sense, it doesn't matter whether or not you're healed because all of us are going to be healed fully in heaven. But as the kingdom of God breaks in through mystery, he heals some people and not other people. If one person is healed tonight, you know that the kingdom of God is among you. You know that Jesus is who he says he is. You know that Jesus is love and that you can entrust your life to him. Because there are some people who take healing and they don't take Jesus. There's a woman, she was in my office, she had... Um, she and her husband, our fiance, wanted to get engaged. They were in a wedding preparation. And I always ask, like, well, how'd you meet? You know, how'd you know he was the one? How'd you know she was the one? And do you guys want children? Like, how many children do you want? I just kind of, I'd like to, to kind of stoke conversation and get them talking. And I asked them about children, and they both got really sad. They both kind of put their heads down like this. And I said, oh, uh, what's that about? She's like, I can't have children. I have cervical cancer, and um, I'm not going to ever have children in my life. And she, they both got really sad because they both really wanted children. And they were going to have to have some sort of like surgery and remove all these things that, you know, remove actually, I'm not sure if it was, yeah, it was cervical cancer. I don't think it was ovarian cancer. But she said she had cancer. She could not have children. And I just said, how about we pray? Can we pray right now? Can we pray for, for healing? She's like, sure. So come Holy Spirit. And as I pray, she felt this warmth in her abdomen. She felt like this warmth come over her. It was a three-minute prayer. I'll never forget the voicemail that I heard. Her screaming on the phone. I just got out of the University of Michigan hospital and they did a scan and there's nothing there. It's completely gone. And, she's, and I, I saved the voicemail because it made me feel so great. And then, uh, guess who has two children now? This woman, right? Amazing. Guess who's not practicing her faith? according to one of her friends who told me. The kingdom of God came among her, but she missed Jesus. What profit would, you, would, it, would it be for you to be healed of everything that you're sick with, but die and not be fully healed, but die and not know the one who healed you? You see, all of us are going to die. Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead, had to die again. That's terrible. Yes, thanks for raising me from the dead. Oh no, I gotta die again. That was a hard thing. But I'm sure Lazarus wasn't like that because Lazarus would have known who Jesus was. He would have absolutely confident, absolute confidence. See, the Catholic Church has never taught that when we pray with healing ministry, everyone's gonna be healed. We don't have to worry about buying into that because we know that the kingdom of God is here, but it's not yet. But what we've often failed to believe is that the kingdom of God is here in a very real and powerful way. That when we pray in expectant faith, as we proclaim Jesus who is Lord, he shows up. I have not done a single healing service where he has not shown up and manifested his glory in healing. And it's not just physical healing. This is emotional healing, spiritual healing. Because he 
is a lover. He's passionate about us. And he wants us to know that he's present so that no matter what we're going through in our life, we can trust in him. No matter what storm that we're up against, he can calm it because he's present. He is our Lord and King. This is why we're here tonight, is to worship him and to give him our lives. I just want to share a few more stories. Actually, I have a, I have a lot written down, but I just came back from Mexico, a mission trip to Mexico with Renewal Ministries, and we went and did a mission in the city dump, Mexico City dump, um, a medical mission. We, have a doc, we had a doctor and five nurses come with us, and every day we'd go to the city dump and we would dispense medicine. And some of us, I was saying mass and hearing confessions, um, but we'd be praying with some of the people and playing with the kids, but most of it was a medical mission. And I remember telling the doctor, I said, you know, I really like to pray for healing. Uh, we've seen a lot of people healed recently in the different services and different, you know, things going on. I really want to pray for healing, so, so I want you to let me know um, if anyone that you can't treat whoever can come to, the, to, to, to a healing prayer team. And so we started praying for people after they were being seen. I remember the doctor seeing this, this woman, she was um, probably in her 80s, and she had uh, very bad arthritis of her knees and her, uh, her back. She could barely stand. And so she'd barely stand. She had this cane. She's walking very, very slowly. He sees her and says, I can do nothing for you except give you pain medicine. Go to the healing prayer team. This is the first woman. And we just start praying. We start praying. She starts testing it out. And all of a sudden, she has no pain. Not only does she have no pain, she smiles. She doesn't have very many teeth. She's smiling. She took her cane up and just did this and just started walking around. I said, go to the doctor. And so she goes to the doctor. He's like, what happened? You know, and so he's getting excited. So he starts sending more people. There was a man with a broken, um, broken vertebrae in his back. You barely touch it. and it'd be, It was so painful. He fell off trash, a, a mound of trash, trying to pick the valuable stuff out of the trash to sell it to get money for his family. He fell off a pile of trash and broke part of his vertebrae. And he was in excruciating pain. We prayed with him uh, just maybe two or three different times. All of it completely gone. The doctor's like, this is crazy. And I had, we were praying. We had a, I had a word of knowledge. I'll speak a little bit about words of knowledge in a little bit. I had this word of knowledge. I said, Lord, who do you want to heal? He said, a man, he didn't say a man. He said, I want to hear, heal sores in the mouth. So I went to the doctor, very confident. If you have anyone who has nasty sores in their mouth, send them to me. Jesus is going to heal them. And so I'm getting excited and excited. You know, I don't see anybody coming. It wasn't until the last day we were at the dump, the second to the last person, this person comes up and, or the doctor comes and says, this man has all these nasty lesions or sores in his mouth. Um, and I didn't, I didn't understand. I don't know the technical terms for it. And so we just start praying. And I'm just like, I know he's going to be healed. We start praying as a group. We surround him. We surround him, well, what's going on? He's doing this with his mouth. He's moving it around as if something's happening. Like, tell us what's going on. He's like, there's less pain, there's less pain, there's less pain. Then all of a sudden I ask him, now, like, What's happening? He's like, there's no more pain. He opens his mouth. It's like a baby's mouth. It's brand new. I said, go show the doctor. And the doctor's like, what is going on? I cannot believe this, you know? And so we're just praying. And after each person gets healed, we just get so excited. We're confident. We say, Jesus is here. So we feel like we can pray with anybody. There was a woman with a her a hernia. Uh, she had a very severe hernia. She was... Um, probably mid-30s, probably about my age, and she had this, this split, you know, a hernia is a split in the stomach muscle, and the doctor said, you either need surgery 
or God because I can do nothing for you. You need to go to the hospital. This pain, I can't do anything. You actually have a hernia. And she's like, but I want, he's like, I want you to go to the prayer team. She comes forward. We start praying. It's literally as simple as this. Lord, let your presence come. What's happening? She's like, I feel heat and tingling on, on my shoulders. Okay, Lord, more. What's happening now? My stomach is getting hot. And so at that moment, we just start commanding the stomach to be healed in Jesus' name. And she's like, my stomach is moving. I don't know Spanish. She was saying all this in Spanish. So I, mean, I knew a little bit. My stomach is moving. So translate. She's, my stomach is moving. My stomach is moving. Where's the pain? Where's the pain? She's like, no mas. No mas dolor. No more pain. I said, go to the doctor. Doctor checks her out. What is going on? She does not need surgery. She's completely healed. I mean, I could go on and on and on. But my point is to say that, that Jesus is doing this a lot more because we live in a culture that does not hear and heed the message of God. And Jesus wants to show his people that he is here, that he loves us, that he's present. And so at the seminary where I teach, we're seeing seminarians walk out in faith, praying with people in public, and seeing people radically healed in the supermarket. You guys know what the, the, the store Meyer is? You guys have Meyer? Three seminarians went to Meyer one day. It's like a, a parable. There were three seminarians that went to Meyer one day. You know, they're, and they're hearing stories. They see people, they're praying over each other and God's healing people. They go to Meyer one day and they spend about three and a half, four hours of praying with people. They're asking for words of knowledge. Lord, who do you want us to pray for? And they're getting a woman with a blue shirt near the produce aisle. Like they're getting words from God and they're finding what they're, it's, it was incredible. And so they pray for people. They prayed for 20-some people, and they said 13 of them were physically healed on the spot. This isn't about anyone in particular. This is about God being about manifesting his glory. This is the, this is the type of stuff that's happening. And so as I've been praying, I've been learning about how God does this. And I think that effectiveness in healing prayer has almost everything to do with doing what God is doing. That is not being kind of willful and, and doing whatever I want, but listening to God on how he wants to pray. One day I was teaching in, in my, um, when, before I went to the seminary, I was teaching in, in the school, and I actually ended up praying over the entire class. The principal was there. I said, everyone close your eyes. I, God is going to point out to us who he wants to heal tonight. And so I'm going to close your eyes, and I, I pray, and I ask the Holy Spirit to come. And I said, if anything on your body is, is tingling or is becoming warm or is, is shaking or moving in any way, I want you to raise your hand. And so we had some guys raise their hand, and they said what was on them, their, their knees, were, was, was becoming very, very hot, and that's precisely what needed to be healed. And so in front of the entire class, God pointed out to us who he wanted to heal, what he was doing in that moment. We prayed in front of everybody, and both of them were healed on the spot. And so now when I've done that at healing services, I call on the Holy Spirit, and the Lord manifests to us what he's doing by the signs that he, he, he works in your bodies. That's the first way we're going to pray. When I first tried this in a parish in my diocese, I prayed over everybody, and I had, if anyone's experiencing this, this, or this, or anything going on in your body, uh, I want you to wave your hands. And about 13 people were waving their hands. I said, if, if it's something to do with what sickness you have, um, I want you to try doing something you couldn't do before. And by the time people came forward, of all the people that were touched, of the first 30 people, there were about 22 people already healed. I didn't touch them, no one touched them, but it's because God came upon them and they responded with faith. 
You see, if we only believe that we can be healed if someone anointed prays with us, then we're not going to have faith to receive it when God is wanting to manifest it. So part of what this is is kind of knowing the ways of God, knowing how he moves so that we can cooperate with that very movement. Does that make sense? And so we want to be able to respond to what God is doing. Another way that I've been doing this is, is calling out words of knowledge ahead of time, just like that man with the sores in his mouth. I, this is what I heard. It came out of nowhere. This is what I sensed. I believe God is going to heal someone with this condition. And when I call those out, people with that condition can respond. And they respond with faith. God often releases healing on the spot. This is one of the most incredible things that I've, that I've seen. And I, I, I'm so excited because God is extraordinarily painful. I'm not painful, I'm faithful uh, with people in pain. Um, I looked down on my notes. I saw that... Uh, so one of the first times I did this, I was, in, uh, I was in a classroom, actually, and I said, there's someone in this side of the room that has a really sharp pain in his right shoulder. Is that any of you? I'm just totally stepping out in faith. The guy raises his hand, we pray, and he's healed, right? There's a woman I did, we were actually in Columbus when this happened. I have so many stories. I'm just going to have to stop at some point. But um, with the words of knowledge, I was in Columbus, and I had this very, very sharp, there was a sharp pain in someone's neck right here. It's a very sharp pain. It was in the right side of the neck. But for whatever reason, I said left side of the neck when I was proclaiming it. So I said, someone with pain, sharp pain right here, the left side of the neck. It's a very specific pain. And a woman who had pain in her right side of the neck, she got her hopes up, oh, that's not me. Then also, no. and, then, and then while I was delivering, I said, actually, no, it's the right side. And as soon as I said that, her neck started feeling tingling and heat, and all of her pain went away on the spot. You see, the word releases, you know, the, the word and the response of faith releases God's authority, releases his healing power. Does that make sense? Like I, I was praying in a service and I said, I got literally all the Lord said to me, broken nose. A nose, not like broken in the sense of smash, but it didn't work. A nose that doesn't work. So I said, someone's nose that doesn't work. I have no idea what that means, but if your nose doesn't work, I believe God wants to heal you right now. And so after the service, because I don't ask everyone to come up and testify, but after the service, this woman came up to me and she's like, Father, I just had all of these cancer treatments and um, as a side effect of the cancer treatment, my nose does not work anymore. It's always bleeding. It's always dry. It doesn't produce any more mucus. It never will. Like, kind of like this sense of a really serious side effect. And she says, right when you said someone's nose doesn't work, mucus started coming out of my nose. And now it, it works. Like she's just saying, it's just a crazy thing. So as the word is spoken, God is bringing and manifesting his healing power. Um, just strange things. I got a, a word that um, someone had a, a severed hand. Like someone has a severed hand, God wants to heal that. I don't know what that means. I just say severed hand. I'm just going to be faithful and repeat what I'm hearing. And this person came forward with carpal tunnel. And that person came with carpal tunnel and he had all that surgery, all the cuts in the hand, you know, the, the, the big surgery. And she couldn't, she couldn't squeeze like this. She comes forward and she's doing this easily. She's like, I, I can't believe this. This is crazy. Um, there's one of my favorite stories of all of them was um, a service I did in uh, my diocese as well. There was a woman, or I said, I hear the word scoliosis. You know, scoliosis is a severe curvature of the back that prevents them from having a lot of movement and that actually uh, is very, very painful. And I said, I believe right now God is healing someone with scoliosis. And as I said that, 
there were two women there who had scoliosis, both of whom had this electric feeling go down their body, and they both were set free like this. They were testifying in front. I often, I'm starting to do a lot more live testimonies to kind of get a sense of what God is doing. And they testified, and um, they were both crying in front of the entire congregation, and they bent all the way down, no pain at all. It's just really, it's really incredible. And sometimes, I was at a, I was at a uh, Renewal Ministries gathering, and I had this sense of someone's right hip, very sharp pain in the right hip, um, and that God was going to heal it right there. There was a man in his 70s who got up and tested it, because again, he has to re- you have to respond in faith and to try to move, try to do something you couldn't do, and all the pain was gone. He came forward, he testified. I didn't know the background. He was scheduled to have surgery, um, or the, the surgery meeting the next week and have the surgery the week after that or something like that with the surgeon. So he was going in just a few days later to actually get ready for have a hip replacement. He goes to the doctor and the doctor says, you don't even need a hip replacement. You're perfectly fine. Now, why does God do that? I don't know, but that's totally awesome, right? And so that was just a, a kind of a glory story. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but the whole point is, is that when I pray for words of knowledge tonight, when I pray over all of you, you have to respond in faith. You have to do, try to do something you can't do because that's, in a certain sense, what God is looking for. But the words are, are indications of what he wants to do. And so it's very important that you, that you respond accordingly. So before, before we begin to pray, I, I think... One of the things that I'm very, very confident of is that we have to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to communally ask God to come, ask his anointing to come upon us. So what we're going to do now is that we're going to, I'm just going to have all of us surrender to the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray. And as we pray, we're going to surrender maybe some of the primary blocks. You guys have already done this before with, with Greg, but we're gonna, I'm going to have you renounce specific spirits that often prevent us from entering in. And then I'm going to have us just give everything to Jesus once more, and then we're going to call on the Holy Spirit. And after I call on the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to pray over all of you. And after we do that, I'll give you words of knowledge. We're going to have some testimonies of what God's doing. And then we're going to lead into individual prayer. So I want all of us to, to close our eyes. ask the Holy Spirit to come. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. I just want to repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I surrender everything to you, Father. I give you all fear. I give you all unbelief. I give you all unworthiness. And I give you all control. I renounce all evil spirits and all the works of the enemy. And I place my trust in you, Jesus. And I give you permission to move me tonight and to, and to heal me and to give me hope. Come Holy Spirit, 
fill me with your love. And fill me with your anointing. Come Holy Spirit. At this point, we're just going to sing a song to the Holy Spirit. Have him be welcome here. And then I'll, we'll, I'll kind of lead us into the next phase after that. Oh, oh, oh. 
to your bodies. I want you to pay attention to any tingling or heat or warmth. I'm going to pray over you right now, asking for the presence of the Lord. Some of you, I sense, are already experiencing the anointing of the Lord. Some of you are already experiencing, as I was speaking about different healing, God is already moving in your body. So I'm just going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you pour your anointing upon your people right now. Manifest to us, Lord, who you are healing, who you are moving right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your presence come. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live and just a brief commercial for those who may be just tuning in right now. We are listening to the ablaze that took place a couple months ago. What's an ablaze? It's taken from Luke 12:49, where Jesus says, "I came to set the earth on fire." And how I wish it were already ablaze. Well, on this particular night, a number of people were drawn together. Uh, Father Matthias led us in being open to the Holy Spirit, and more than 10 bonafide physical healings took place that night. And in this Christmas season in particular, we should be mindful the Word became flesh and God is still with us today. That same Holy Spirit that was powerful back then, that worked very powerfully at that Ablaze event, is with you and me tonight, right now. That is the power of Christ's Mass that we celebrate. So open your hearts and minds as we continue to hear this uh, very powerful event and be mindful the same Spirit is present to you and me right now. We're just gonna, I want to I wanna just kind of share with, with, with Tara. Tara, what happened as we were praying? Um, as we were praying, I didn't really feel a warmth or a tingling. It's happened before in a service, in a service like this. I was healed. I had, I've had burning up and down my spine for eight years since my eight-year-old son was born. And I went to a service like this before, and I had um, a warmth over my back, and I was healed instantly in a service like this before. And this time, when he said to just walk in it, to just step out and move what you couldn't do before, I did it, and the pain is gone. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for this healing. I praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. 
another testimony. So there is a woman, um, as we're learning, we're new to this, uh, and just come forward as, as you're being healed. Uh, a woman who had a tremendous neck pain, and um, it had been chronic, it had been pervasive, and she has 100% healing of her neck. She has zero pain. And where is she? Uh, if you come forward again, we, we didn't get the name exactly. And um, if you could please come forward again. The big smile and the spirit, wonderful. What is your name? Kathleen. Kathleen, what happened? Well, it was actually when you were talking, it was actually when Father was talking about his healing, um, the lady with the left side and the lady with the right side, and it was actually my left side and my right side. So I, I was feeling the warmth at that time, and right beforehand I had taken my hand and went like this, and my neck cracked and cracked and cracked, and then... And I went this way, and I went that way, and I and it was hard to do it, and now it's fine. <laughs> oh, it was probably eight. Yeah, eight out of ten. Always. I would say zero. I'm not having any pain, praise God. To the hand for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What we have here is we have Dan. And Dan has back problems, and Dad, Dan told me he takes narcotics for back pain, and he's tired of taking narcotics, tired of taking medicine all the time for the back pain. He felt a tingling during it, and now he tells me he has absolutely no back pain whatsoever. Go ahead. Can you do it? Move around. And you couldn't do that before, right, Dan? No. We have an Olympian in the Lord, Olympian in the Spirit, a hand for the Lord. God, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed, give me vision, see things like you do, God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from, give me just what to do Give me this. 
So this time, I what I want to do is I want to continue to pray for healing corporately, but we're going to start laying out of hands. Often when we do this, this is when God brings healing in a very specific way. We're going to go through different parts of the body, and we're going to continue to pray. Okay, and as people come forward, we're going to have people testifying. And so um, what I want to do now, if you have anything wrong with your arms or legs, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to just cry out with the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to come into the part of their body that is hurting or that is not working. Ask the Holy Spirit to come. Come, Holy Spirit. I want to hear you praying. Come, Holy Spirit, more. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. I want all those who are praying to repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I speak to you arms. I speak to you legs. I speak to you muscles. Tendons, ligaments, nerves, be healed right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want you to test it out. Those who are being prayed with, test it out. See what your arms and legs are able to do. Test it out. Act in faith. Try to do something you couldn't do before. Thank you, Lord. If they're 80% or better, I want you to wave your hands. 80% or better. Thank you, Lord. So come forward if you're 80% or better after that. It's okay to clap. Jesus is doing great things. It's okay to clap. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. I want you to go to this side of the room right now. If you're 80% or better, go to this side of the room right now. It's okay that you're healed in two different places. We already got a double healing going on. It's okay that God heals you in more than one place. It's 80% or better. It's important that if you're 80%, to, to come forward because that means that God is doing something significant and the prayer team can pray into the rest of it. But to just, to, just to glorify God for what he's doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. So, Steve, what happened as we were praying? Well, I, I've been having a lot of knee problems lately and they, they don't work too good and I'm trying to get up. I'm old. So, you know, I expected that. But, I mean, it, it really seemed strengthened now. And I, you know, I can squat and come up, and usually it takes me a couple minutes. You know. A couple minutes? You want to show everyone how long it's taking now? I think that was like a second. So, praise Jesus. Amen. Those who are praying, I want you to repeat after me with authority. You are baptized into Jesus. You have his authority. Repeat after me after me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I speak to you neck. I speak to you. I speak to you back. I speak to you. I speak to you bones and muscles. I speak to you bones and muscles. Ligaments and tendons. Ligaments and tendons. And nerves. And nerves. 
be healed in Jesus' name. Backs be straightened in Jesus' name. All pain, get out right now. In Jesus' name. And any spirit behind this infirmity, I rebuke and command to leave right now. In Jesus' name. And I want you to test it out. Those whose necks were hurting or whose backs were hurting, test it out. Try to move. Try to do something you couldn't do before. In Jesus' name. Try to do it. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Praise God. 80% or better. Wave your hands. My name is Mike, and uh, I have a, a bulging disc, and uh, about once or twice a year it goes out on me, and it did that Tuesday, and I could barely walk, and even... Over the sleeters last night, I was using, you know, arms of chairs and stuff to get out. And it's, uh, I don't, I still feel a twinge, but even when we were kneeling for adoration earlier, I couldn't do this, which I can do now. I couldn't get up without really pushing on the uh, pew in front of me. So, so. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So our, our sister Kathy right here came forward with a knee, torn meniscus experiencing tremendous pain she came forward we've been praying with her and I, I asked her to walk and to test it how would you know if it's painful she said well I need to walk so she's been walking a little bit and I said so she had a surprise look on her face a, a look of joy a look of surprise and I said uh, so where is it at right now she's oh 95 percent so we're at 95 percent of healing with our sister Kathy and we're continuing to pray for her Hello folks, you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live and just a brief commercial for those who may be just tuning in right now. We are listening to the ablaze that took place a couple months ago. What's an ablaze? It's taken from Luke 12:49, where Jesus says, I came to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already ablaze. Well, on this particular night, a number of people were drawn together. Uh, Father Matthias led us in being open to the Holy Spirit and more than 10 bonafide physical healings took place that night. So if you're interested in more about this, we just really encourage you to check it out at setablaze.eventbrite.com. Setablaze.eventbrite.com where you can find out when the next ablaze is taking place. And of course, we do encourage you to, to still give and receive the great gift of presence for Christmas. P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Make that time with family and friends this week. I challenge you, set aside 45 minutes. Go to massimpact.us. Download either the family version or the group version and spend that time talking and praying as a family. It is such a tremendous gift for us to discover God alive in our relationships. Do I? 
Good. 